Escape from Plan A, where I'm talking to you from from bed with my wife, Shan. Hello, everyone. Uh, I've never done this before. This is the way to podcast. After you've showered, gotten ready for bed, I'm comfortable, it's late, and here we are, lying in bed with the computer running, and we're going to do a podcast about marriage and relationships. I thought you said we want to focus on dating. Uh... Yeah, well, but whatever, love, <laughs> you know, because that's the thing. I think, I think people are avoiding the big, the big goal, which is love. I think people are instead trying to find, you know, be, be- chemistry, excitement. I'm not saying these you should find these things, but they're looking for. Uh, and they're also looking to have their quote needs fulfilled, you know, their emotional needs, their spiritual needs, their sexual needs. Uh, I'm talking about guys, you know, and like, I, I just think that the, the, the concept of going out and as a guy, as a man, wanting your needs fulfilled is backwards. Don't all people want to fulfill their needs yes but i think that the need of a man is to serve someone else is to serve something else that's a very traditional way of thinking i don't think it's traditional i mean yeah i think it's traditional in the sense that we don't think that way anymore but i don't think it's just a matter of preference or culture i believe that uh my experience tells me that this is hardwired it is part of human nature it's in yeah. our genes. And if we don't find that, if we don't find, and I think that's what love is. Love is ultimately finding someone and something that you're going to serve, that you're going to give yourself up to, right? Uh, that, that you put above yourself. If you don't find that, then, you know, something feels wrong. Something in, inherently, you know, doesn't, doesn't feel right. Maybe, that's- and that's not because of culture or anything. It's just because that's what men need. That's what people need. But that's not what people thinking this day. And that's why I think people are pretty sad these days, or have like a lot of mental issue. Yeah, like they're lonely and depressed. You know, but there's more dating apps than there's ever been, right? Like we have more means to to date than we have ever in the past, and yet nobody's happy. So I've got to think that it's something beyond, you know, availability of matching people, you know. You want to talk about a little bit about your dating experience? Well, my dating experience was I got divorced and then um, and it was a pretty spectacular divorce, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> Why would that be spectacular? Dramatic, you know, it wasn't it wasn't like a, we drifted apart kind of divorce. It was like a thermonuclear war type of divorce um but i didn't see you were seeing some sort of you know you, you you you're not happy definitely yeah you're sort of depressed in a way i was overwhelmed 
I yeah, think. Okay. I don't think I was depressed. I was kind of excited about getting out of it. Um, I wasn't depressed, but I was but overwhelmed. I, but I know, because uh, I think I get to know him, like, half year after his divorce. And um, I can tell he wasn't really, you know, it's not the best time. In my life? <laughs> oh, certainly not. It's like, you know, you always seem kind of not happy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was. It was like... Uh, yeah, it was a very chaotic time in my life, for sure. Mm -hmm. That's how, that's when I met you. Yeah. And you, I think the reason, remember, like I saw, I said to myself, you know, I'm not, the, the answer to getting divorced and being, going through a marriage and all that it, is not to get myself back into another relationship. Like, you know, my, the, the, the answer to me seemed to be like, Hey, you know what? Why don't why don't we uh, why don't I just date casually date casually is the word is the term and just have fun and not take life so seriously. You know, I remember I even had this conversation with my boss because I told him, you know, I was like, hey, by the way, I just want to let you know, going through a divorce and all that. He was like, dude, man, <laughs> he was like, you got it made. He was like, you don't have any kids. I know what you make. You make good money. He was like, you know, just focus on work and have so you could have the city. You know, this is all. It's just the you know it's like the world is made for you you know. I think that his fantasy too. It is, and he's like one of the he he is one of the most miserable people I know. This is my old boss. <laughs> he's a really nice person. He's a good person, but yeah, he's pretty nice to you. Oh yeah, he's he's a very nice person. Uh, but he is, you know, just he's he's just one of the most miserable people I know. And now it's two divorces for him in a row, with one kid per divorce. So a real mess he's made for himself. Yeah. yeah. Um, versus my experience, uh, dating experience is uh, pretty different than yours. Mm. I just like, you know, before you, I never married. And I dated for, when I met teen, I was using the dating app for like four years. Coffee meets bagel. Yeah. And, um, but most of the time, I'm just taking my break because it's really tiresome. Uh, so I would say in total, I might use it left for less than two years. So on and off, I'm like, I, I rest for like two years in total. Um, I said that really make me tired part is not because I need to introduce myself over and over again. Because that one, I have no problem. But the problem is like, I feel like it's not going anywhere. No matter how much. You know, I yeah. do. Yeah. So. Well, we were, we've talked about this. Like, I, I think one of the big problems that um, I see in the dating culture mm -hmm. is that, which look, I'm no expert on. It's not like I dated a lot, right? You were I, the, you were one I, of the I, first, I, you were the, <laughs> you were literally lot. the fifth match. Um, you know, and I was expecting to run through dozens and dozens and dozens of matches for uh -huh. years and to have just fun all the time. And then you, you were the fifth person I matched with and then and we're now married <laughs> <laughs> with really nothing in between. I mean, no interregnum. I mean, it was, that it was like we met on our first date and then it was a clear straight shot to us getting married um, last summer or the summer, I guess the summer's over. So two summers ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the problem, so I'm not an expert on dating culture. Okay. But you know, I see, I think it's pretty clear. I think it's pretty obvious what it is. It's not some big secret. 
And I think the big problem is that people, a lot of men, I'd say, I don't want to speak for women, but like men are not, you know, they're not willing to either be or admit that they're looking for something serious and they're serious about this. They want to find someone to love and to, and to, uh, you know, eventually marry and maybe start a family with. And because I don't know if it's considered a bad look to be that serious, but you know, ultimately, yeah, I think people find that it's kind of like cliche or something. Cliche. Yeah. It's a good cliche. Yeah, I like it. I'm not yeah. like, but I think people nowadays, they just want to follow the trend. You know, the, the most unoriginal thing is people who want to be original in everything they do and say, you know, like, first of all, just, I mean, what, <laughs> there, there, there's, there's very few people who can, who should even be trying to do that. But I just think that this, this, it, you know, it's, it's the people who want to be different, who end up being the most cliche, in my opinion. You know this 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 conscious effort to be different and original, uh, why, but hmm? why were people so against the original? But you know, I I don't know. I think it's this it's this uh, market. You know, it's this concept that you have to differentiate yourself, and you've got to be different, and you've got to you know you've got to be special and unique. You know, so um, yeah, I I, I think that. There's a lot of men who come across as unserious. And, you know, I was telling you about before I was at um, Chris's birthday party a long Mm -hmm. time ago, Mm -hmm. like right after you and I first started dating. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know whether we were going to be like, you know, a a serious couple or anything. Mm -hmm. But I knew I really liked you. Mm -hmm. And so I was sitting down at this dinner with like people I don't really know, like some of Chris's other friends that from his, you know, Mm -hmm. of his that I don't know. And Adam, Adam was there, and then I was telling Adam about you, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, things are uh, things which this this woman uh, is really nice. Like we've had a couple few dates, and it's all been he he met you, mm-hmm. and he was like, that's great, man.' And I was like, "Yeah, but you know, I told her, and I'm you know, I was like, I'm not, I'm not like in it to win it. You know, like I'm just, I'm just kind of not like a totally serious guy." Yeah, I remember you kind of tell me that. Yeah. I was like, I'm not, but I was being honest, right? Uh, which is another thing. I'm being honest. Okay. Well, I was being honest. Mm-hmm. And I remember one of Chris's friends, this this woman who was sitting near me. I don't know her. She suddenly heard what I said and turned to me and was like, you know what? I really don't appreciate that. And I was like, don't appreciate what? She was like, I just don't like it. I don't like it when people say that. I said, what are you talking about? She was like, that you would say that you really like her, but you're not serious. And at the time, I was, I guess, a little bit wondering, like, who the hell are you to tell me, you know, that you don't like it or whatever? But then part of me was like, well, she must have really meant that um, to say it, you know, it was. She definitely run into a situation like that. That's why it really pissed her off. Yeah, like but, I like I really pissed her off, and she didn't know you. She she doesn't know who you are. Right? But then so. she saw a lot of people doing the same thing over and over again, and um, yeah. you know. She's frustrated. She was frustrated. And, and I, no, you know, at the time, I didn't really understand. But I do now. Um, I think people, I think from my perspective here at 45 years old, which is the absolute midpoint, you know, of life, if you're lucky, right, um, is that unless you're serious, 
I actually don't think that men should go out and actively look for people unless you're serious. I don't think that casually dating is a good thing. I, I know that sounds really like uh, conservative or, you know, whatever. But I actually think that if you're going to put yourself out in the world as someone who is looking for a relationship, which is what it is to post um, a profile picture of yourself on a dating app, that you should only do that if you are in the mental space where you're like, no, I'm serious. I actually do want to find someone uh, to love and to form a lifelong relationship with. What happened? Monogamous. If, what happened if they are serious, but they don't feel like there are many serious people out there? That's why they just that, I mean, that's another problem. But I would say the first thing is to not put yourself, not be part of the problem. And put yourself out into the world, the dating world, if you yourself are not serious. If you're just out there going, oh, you know, I don't really know. You know, like, you know, I just I just think that, the, you know, it, it's pointless to put yourself out there and then be the type that's like, yeah, I don't know what I want. I think they're also afraid that if they're too serious, then they're going to be the one who get hurt. Yeah, you know, that's the thing is like... I do think a lot of guys are, are fearful of that, you know, and they shouldn't be. I think if you're fearful of being hurt, it means that you're not ready to be serious and you maybe shouldn't actually date and you should do other things. Like you need to, you know, figure out what's going on in your life that needs attention and, and focus and effort. And it's probably at that point not finding someone. It's probably something else. It's probably something that has to do with figuring out your professional life or figuring out something, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're probably not, if, if you're fearful of that, here's why I say that is because I think that there are two, that there's a difference, uh, in maturity where it's like, I think when guys talk about having their needs fulfilled, Mm-hmm that's when you're likely to be fearful of rejection and abandonment. And you know what I mean? That therefore they, they just hide themselves or. Yeah. Or, 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 you know, I mean, I don't know how they necessarily, I think different guys probably respond differently to that fear, but that fear to me seems to be the same fear um, of abandonment that children have of their of their mother uh they're they're fearful of being abandoned by their uh by their parents particularly their mother and so the fear of rejection to me feels like it's re directly related to this childhood fear which means that it's kind of like an immature fear mm -hmm. and um a mature male a mature uh a mature man uh actually shouldn't feel the fear of rejection of women that should not be a fear. Oh, I never feel that way, even as a woman. You don't feel fear of rejection? No, why mm -hmm. would I? Because you're a woman. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and women, to me, like I said, I think women are buyers and men are sellers in the marketplace of dating and romance. Men are selling themselves and women are buying. I guess in a way, because mm -hmm. I always let the men to choose the restaurant. And I tell mm -hmm. them what I don't like. Yeah. So I guess in a way you chose you chose on our date didn't you? no 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 i chose 
Yeah, you give me. I gave you options, yeah, and then you, you said up to you. Yeah. I didn't say up to you. Oh, yeah, I did. I think you did, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And uh, did it, is that right? I chose? You chose. Okay. But I tell you what I don't like. Yeah. Um, but anyway, point being, I think that, yeah, I I think the fear of being rejected mean, is, a sim, is a signal that of immaturity. Meaning that if you are ready to date, you should be serious and not afraid of getting hurt. I, say, it, I would say if you're going to put yourself out and see the thing, the problem with the dating market is that it's so, it's so diluted by unserious people who are not mature and ready to actually put themselves out in a meaningful way and say, yes, I'm actually a person who is ready and willing to enter into, you know, a serious relationship and to fall in love with someone. Yeah. I remember, I mean, I agree with Tim because I remember when I was dating, uh, i I specifically looking for a guy who are, you know, responsible mm -hmm. and kind mm -hmm. and who can make more money than me. Yeah. So those are three basic requirements. Mm -hmm. uh, like after my discussion with my friend who also in the dating market at that time. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, you can only pick like, you know, she asked me to write down all the things I want mm -hmm. and then pick the three, the most important thing for me. Mm -hmm. So those are the three things that I picked. And um, I think the problem with me for the whole time, why it's so hard to get, you know, get a boyfriend, because it's just really hard to find a real man. That's what I have been telling people. I guess what it means is, mean like I can't find any guy who seem like able to take responsibility. Yeah. Maybe that's what you mean by, you know, they are immature. Yeah. And I think that's the big thing is that, you, uh, I see this is easier for me to see now being an, like, I'm, I'm literally like an old guy now. And, um, it's easier to see from my perspective, the obvious differences between young guy mentality and old guy mentality. Yeah. Because you're online a lot, right? And you, you also talk to a lot of different people. Yeah. And I read a lot of shit online, you know, it's like, I, I, I read a lot of trash, you know, and, um, I'm not like, I like the trash. Like I like to see, uh, where people are at. Right. Uh -huh. And it's obvious to me that like, there's a lot of men these days who think of manhood in terms of what is called masculinity, mm -hmm. meaning male traits. And there's all a lot of pseudoscience around this. Like women like big muscles Women like men who can dominate them in bed. Women like men who, uh, you know, like I don't know, eat meat or some shit or drive Lamborghinis because. Oh, of, you mean like an Andrew Tate? Yeah, like an Andrew Tate kind of guy. Tate. Yeah. And you know the thing with Andrew Tate is like that idea of masculinity is a child's. It's a child's idea of a man. It, it's a it's a immature fantasy of um what a man is that's based on cartoons you know it's ridiculous it's, it's comic book shit it's not real life you know uh, a real man picks me up in a bugatti in a lamborghini you know and or a real man flies in a private jet and you know this oh, it, a private jet to begin with yeah and also i mean like 
that's not the point. I mean, look, I, go ahead, go go earn a billion dollars and fly a private jet or whatever. But that's not the that's not the key. T- that the issue is what they're doing, right? I think the the mistake that they're making is that they're still in this childhood phase where they're distinguishing between girls and boys because that's something that children do, right? Children. Uh, are the ones that really pick up quickly, like they're they're focused a lot on the differentiation between girls and boys. That's that's uh, puberty, and that's all that you know. That's all that gender uh, differentiation stuff. If if, if someone just classify women like mm-hmm. this kind of men, women only like this kind of men. If mm-hmm. you say that, I feel like that's just discrimination mm-hmm. because women are like so different from yeah. each other. Even me and my friend, we are very different. Yeah. each other and we you know have different life yeah right so but i think that the the different that okay i guess what i'm saying is the immature way of thinking about manhood is to think of men simply as not women right it meaning we think of masculinity and manhood as opposed to or in opposition to uh femininity and you know womanhood right okay. meaning man is defined by not being a woman it's the opposite of a woman. Okay. Right. Whereas there's another way of thinking about it, which I think is the mature way of thinking about masculinity, which is the difference between manhood and childhood. Meaning the thing about a man is not what makes you not a woman. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you don't have to worry about being feminine. You don't have to worry about, there's a lot of things about, look, both men and women both have man, man like aspects or woman like aspects. Right. Mm -hmm. There's no there's no like hard separation between what a man is like and what a woman is like. I think you and I in our marriage, I don't think there's a huge difference in scope of like what our what our roles are. Don't you think? I mean, there are differences, but it's not like huge. It's not like flexible, I guess. Yeah. You know, I do the cooking. In the toilet. Yeah. I wash the toilet. I, I do, try to do whatever he doesn't want to do. I do a lot of the entertaining. I do a lot of the dancing. <laughs> right? So that he can exercise it. Yeah. Um, but the, 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 to me, like, man, the, the difference is that when you're older and more mature, you think about uh, manhood as a state of maturity versus and development versus when you were a child yeah I, I got a question why can they go past the fantasy part of you know because they're still stuck they're stuck they're stuck in because the culture i think because there isn't a, there aren't a lot of uh role models mm, that's true right there's not a lot of like there's not a whole generation of like educated uh i don't mean like you know they went to went into college or grad school but i mean educated within the culture to be responsible, mature men who are trustworthy and, you know, will, are dependable. Oh, you mean like all the role model they have is in, from a cartoon? Like- yeah. Well, and also all the role models in America, like America is just not a very mature society. You know, it doesn't encourage, you know, you, we see this all the time. I, I, I bitch to you all the time, right? About mm-hmm. there's, you know, you'll see like grown ass men behaving like fucking children. I, I do find in general uh, American, not just men, 
also women are kind of childish. Super childish. Yeah. You know, in a really negative way too. Not in a like a cool, you know, fun way, but in like a really antisocial way. And and um, you know, it's a bit a big big fucking problem that I have with living here in America is that it's a very immature. It does not encourage maturity, especially. And I've said this before a lot is that the capitalism uh, kind of likes young people because young people are stupid when it oh. comes to buddy. Um, oh. It's not until you're older that, you know, you tend to put the brakes on spending and really think about money in terms of uh, saving. Yeah. And investing. It's like when you're younger, it's like money in money out and they love that. And so they encourage people to maintain um, a immaturity um, uh, because that actually makes you spend more. That's my theory is that, I mean, there's many reasons, but one of them is that uh, they don't like maturity because uh, you tend not to spend as much money. Is it because it's easier to control them if they spend so much? Yeah. Well, I think the ultimate purpose is for them to spend. Oh, um, you mean the capitalism? Yeah. So they, they really encourage um, these immature. Behavior. Like, yeah. You could see it in, if you watch like any commercial on uh -huh. TV, you notice that it's always, yeah. They're always a little bit funny, but the joke is that it's a grown man acting like a child. Yeah, they're like bling bling. It's yeah. like women dancing. Yeah, you know? or they're yeah. stupid. They're just straight the up money. dumb. Or they're just dumb. You know, they're just dumb. And it's funny. We think dumb men are funny and cute. And we like to... Wait, wait, wait. Women like that? No. Women the like... The commercials like that. Okay, but yeah. women... I don't think women like that. I think the commercials... I don't think I like any dumb men. Yeah. They're all, I, you know, they're all, all the men in commercials are like Joey from Friends. They're, well, right? Joey is funny, but I yeah. don't want to marry him. Yeah, but all the men in commercials these days are like Joey from Friends. Holy you shit, know? really? Yeah, because they like that. They like, they, 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 they like to promote a culture. Um, Where's that old Joey? Oh, no. Huh? You promote a culture that every man just like Joey? Yes. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's yeah, no, it's a real problem. And it, it but because of something as stupid as like, oh, yeah, because, you know, younger, immature men spend more money and are, are less are more reckless with money. They they end up creating a culture that um, is actually opposed to uh, the idea that that men sh that people should mature uh, past that level of existence into something like more serious you know um and not think everything's funny all the time and you know not think in these childish terms mm. isn't that mean the if, if everybody's just like joey isn't mean the culture gonna the society gonna collapse i don't know if it's gonna collapse but it's certainly not going in a good direction you know i well in many ways it is collapsing Right. If you look at certain metrics, I mean, if you look at the sustainability of marriage, it's collapsed. Well, I mean, it's fewer people are getting married and most of them end in divorce. Yeah. And then the one that did not get divorced, I remember there's a common saying that like, whoa, it's really. So, so that more than half of people are going to spend their the rest of their life together. That sounds really scary. And I'm like. Yeah. Why, why would this comment sound so. I mean, America is a place that is obsessed with being attractive, like young people being attractive. And, and yet, uh, 
you know, no one seems to actually be attracted to each other. You know, I think there's a lot of repulsion out there. You know, I think a lot of women find men in America repulsive because they are um, signaling immature value systems. I think they just don't know how to behave themselves. Yeah, because they're immature. If you're, I think one of the things about mature adults is that we know how to behave. Mm-hmm. We know what to say and what to do in a given situation. That's a real sign of maturity is being able to know what the fuck you're doing. Because also show women that you're actually connected to this world. Yeah. I mean, in it's like you just don't know how to. You get, don't know how to do anything. You don't you, know how, you to, don't talk know how to, to get along with him. Yeah. You just don't know like how to talk to him, how to understand him, and everything it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. So that's a real that's a that's another problem. Is like, you know the 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 this one sign of immaturity is they're always saying the wrong thing. And that's all you see that in commercials too. Is constantly like, you know, these these grown men saying the wrong thing and acting dumb, you know, and and, and whatever, and it's it's passed off as funny. And I think that there's just an obsession with being funny and being adorable and being like, you know, charming in that, that sense. That's, that's what a kid would do. Yeah, exactly. Kids like, exactly. That's exactly it. That's what I'm saying is that it's a child, it's a children's culture. It's an image, it's a culture built around immaturity. And that's why I think a lot of guys are finding a hard time um, in dating because they're immature. And it's not their fault per se. It's because the culture is giving them strong signals but that they shouldn't mature. Well, well, but if you're looking for a woman, shouldn't you at least like know what a woman needs? Like yes, from the base. Yeah, but that, but that's no notice. Like that's what we were talking about in the beginning. There, none of these. Well, not none, but like a lot of guys are not talking about what do women need. What are they looking for? A lot of men are going out there, going like, well, what do I need? What are my what are my needs? What are what am I looking for? Okay, so if you're saying that men are sellers, so you're basically just saying that my price is like a hundred dollar, but what can you offer? It's like nothing. So why would women, you know, want to buy you? Yeah, well, they're not going to get any offers, and or or the, or they they do get offers, but they don't know how to complete the transaction because they don't know <laughs> even know what's going on, you know. So, you know, I I think that the idea is that you know. Men will go out, put themselves on sale, but so to speak, get it, get hopefully get you know a bunch of different offers, and then you know you pick the best one for yourself. But uh, the 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 ultimate thing is like it just to me the thing about the immature mindset is that it's actually a much harder mindset to maintain. It's a much harder life to live than a mature mindset because a mature mindset you've gotten over yourself like you know life has become bigger than just you mm. right and so it's just it's easier that's actually easier not harder because you're not limited to yourself anymore you you, you are not setting up the limitations of your life in a sense because you have grown bigger than yourself you know, so so your perspective on the world encompasses more than just your needs and your desires, which is a trap. It's a prison. 
Mm. Which is why a lot of people feel lonely. You know, it's not because they're isolated. It's not because they, it's because they're imprisoned by their own needs. And they haven't realized that what they need to do is give themselves up to something. And in a way, that's actually what falling in love is about. Okay. So I, 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 I think I get what you mean. I think what you're saying is like, you need to understand your need. But at the same time, in order to build a connection with the outside world so that you don't feel lonely and trapped, just like living in your own world, you have to understand what other people need. Yeah. So, and then you need to understand what you need and you need to understand what you can offer in order to survive in the dating world. Yeah, and that you are not the purpose of the universe. Like, you, it's not just about you. It's about everything. Like, you're, you serve a purpose, you know, in this whole thing. And it's not just serving yourself. You have to serve something other than just yourself. Otherwise, there's no need for you. And that's the loneliest thing is to think that you're not needed by anyone or anything. You know, nobody needs you. You're extra. You're pointless. <laughs> that is absolutely the experience, I think, of being isolated and alienated and depressed is this idea that nobody needs you. Nobody cares about you. Mm. Right. So what's the opposite of that is like love. Love is the opposite of feeling isolated and not needed. Because love is need to be both way. Yeah. It cannot just be one way. Yeah. I think that it's about someone needs you. That 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 to me is ultimately the story. If you go and like look at a lot of love stories or literature about love or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately it is about um, you know, um, a man who, you know, I always say this, one of my favorite books or movie and movies about this is that movie about a boy. We mm-hmm. watched it together, that Hugh Grant movie. Uh-huh, uh-huh, I remember. And it is not, uh, it is about his romantic life, but it is actually about his relationship With to a young boy, boy. Yeah. and how he has to kind of act like an uncle slash, uh, big brother to him because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he doesn't have a father. Mm-hmm. And that is the missing piece for him to life. develop because he's oh. he's like got everything right he's rich. yeah yeah he's rich he have nothing to do <laughs> he's got nothing to do nobody and he called and it, and it begins with saying you know um, every man is an island he was like you know I don't want the baggage of other people uh-huh. he is a very unserious dater uh-huh, which is uh-huh. very he just would date single mothers oh yeah right because right? he said that that's the easiest Easier. yeah yeah. And then, um, because then they quickly would realize that he was not a serious man and they would dump him. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. he was like, that's great because I don't want to, I want to date someone and then get dumped. Mm -hmm. But then he would spend every Christmas alone Mm -hmm. and uh, he realized his life had no point. Mm -hmm. And then he realized that there's this like, okay, well, they're, and and he's like considers, I think at some point in the book, I think he considers killing himself. The movie, I don't think goes that dark, but he's. He's, he looked pretty bored he's, in the he's, movie. In the movie, there's moments where he's, like, super depressed, right? Like, what, you know, he's, like, on the verge of jumping off the... Uh, and the other thing is, he meets a woman that he really admires. He doesn't have the confidence to really, truly pursue her because he realizes he has no meaning. Yeah, like, he feels small. He feels small compared to her. Uh-huh. Um, but then there's this 13-year-old boy who's getting, like bullied mercilessly at school uh-huh. and he was like okay i can help this kid mm-hmm. and just because the he fulfills a need 
in this in this young boy that he mm-hmm. doesn't even know. He's mm-hmm. the boy is actually the uh, just some random kid that tagged along on one of his dates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he decides to help the kid, and mm-hmm. that changes his life. Yeah, he start building a bridge yeah. on his island and yeah. able to connect to the real world. Yeah, because no matter what, he was like ultimately. There's this kid that kind of needs me, so I gotta. You understand I gotta show the up. meaning of his life right now, yeah. the purpose of his life. Yeah. So and it frees him. It, the fact that there's someone making demands on him and complicating his life with with needs mm-hmm. that he's got to fulfill mm-hmm. saves him, and mm-hmm. allows him to mature into a, a man. Wow, this kid's actually like which a is why it's such a good movie. Him. You know, go from a boy to a man. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. So you know, and I think that uh, that that's such a great story because it it's really just kind of rips apart this the idea of this modern you know alpha guy who you know he drives a sports car, he lives in a cool townhouse in the middle of London, he's got a bunch of glamorous hot girlfriends. You know, I mean, he's basically. Hugh Grant in the 90s, he was basically playing Hugh Grant himself, right? Mm-hmm, he was basically mm-hmm. playing himself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, yeah, great story. I, I One of my you, favorites. Are you saying that in order for men to go past the fantasy world, they should try to help someone? Yeah. Find some meaning in their life? Yeah. To see how they can fulfill other people's needs and then to build a confidence? Yeah, or or that if they're dating, instead of thinking about what your needs are as a man, number one is, if that's where you're at, I would say don't date. And instead, figure out all the things that you, the, those needs, fulfill them yourself, okay? If you need a woman to cook for you, learn how to cook. If you need a woman to clean for you, learn how to clean. Mm-hmm. If you need a woman to, you know, whatever, 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 right? Oh, so if you need anything, just do it yourself. Just do it yourself, right? And I think that the the point is to be a self-sufficient kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And number one, you'll be super, you'll be way more attractive to women, <laughs> right? If you're actually someone who's like capable knows how to take care of themselves. Yeah, women need that. I mean, if you cannot take care of yourself, how could you take care of other people? Right. And when you when and then when you are dating, number one is I think be serious in the sense that you're wait, I'm here to find uh a like a real match. Like I'm here to be serious about uh, I'm looking for something serious. I don't Yeah, I'm serious about my life. I'm serious about my life and I want someone who's serious about their life mm-hmm. and you know, really think about like if you like this person, mm-hmm. if you meet someone that you like, mm-hmm. think instead of how this person can fulfill your needs, you should think about how you can fulfill that person's needs, how you can serve her, how you can help her life be better. Yes, uh, I would say uh, when I was like dating, I I I, I know that what I want. Mm-hmm. You know, I just told you, and um. I also know what is my advantage. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. I would be like, well, at least I'm like financial independent. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, I like that about you a lot. I'm not like crazy. Yep. <laughs> I'm not that like, I'm needy, but not that needy. 
I can. I, 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 I remember. Remember, I told you the moment where I decided to be serious yes. about you was on the roof of my building. Yes. And you were usually right. Mm-hmm. If I take a girl up to the roof, <laughs> and you know, was I smoking weed that night? I might I have been. Don't remember. Well, I sit on the roof. It's at night, and usually the you know people start talking a lot of hoo ha bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, but you were talking about how you wanted to. Uh, maybe buy, buy another in, house, house yeah, yeah, and all this stuff. And I remember thinking, like, you know what? I don't really meet women who talk like that. You really? know, like, yeah, just like you were just had these really practical, simple, but smart plans about I your life. Thought that's what most people like, you know, would do. No, well, not in my. I mean, experience. in my, in my, in my company. I mean, even though mm-hmm. it's pretty low income, but most mm-hmm. people have their own house. Well, I'm just saying that that's what you were talking about. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. that's how I grew up. Yeah, well, that, I, for some reason, at that moment, I was like, you know, I like this a lot. I like just sitting here not talking about hoo-ha bullshit, but, <laughs> y- y- you know, just talking about, you know, what your plans are, right? And I was like, I like this. This is this is meaningful. Hey, I get the rooftop. Like, they give me, you know, see a lot of nigh-looking Houses? Yeah, I'm yeah. like, yeah, one one of them. Like, not mm-hmm. in your that neighborhood. That yeah. neighborhood pretty expensive. Uh-huh. Like, you know, I thought people on the rooftop can see the future. <laughs> that's <laughs> why you're on the rooftop, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the thing. I I, I think that the the underlying problem is we live in a very we live in a culture that encourages us to stay immature. And, uh, but them, the immature, to our own detriment. Yeah, but it, being immature is unable to pursue the theory relationship yeah. any further. Yeah. At least to a like, woman who looking for a serious relationship. It's not going to, you know. Yeah. I, I trust that actually women still maintain... I mean, I could be wrong, but I still think that women have an instinct for finding men who are more mature. And uh, responsible, and that the you the youthful, the youthful immaturity is a turnoff. And if if the woman likes that, she's not a good match for you anyway. Oh, you mean like if that's what girls are looking for, you don't want her. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe there is like a whole culture of immature people looking for other immature people to have immature relationships with. But I, I think that outside of a handful of 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 exceptions, uh, that's in fact even even the exceptions. I think ultimately it hurts them. Uh, it's not it's not a good idea. Well, I think that's the reason why people feel tired from the dating world because you know yeah because they want to be serious but they can be. Well, there's there's also just like straight up narcissists who are absolutely out to get exactly what they want in, in a childish sense, and you know they want a trophy girlfriend, they want you know loads of sex, loads of like fun experiences, and then they want to cut it off. Okay. And really, first of all, let's let's face it: you have to be a pretty exceptional man to be able to even handle that. You know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I brought up, I've to- told you about this guy before, that guy, S- Simon Cowell. Oh, yeah, Simon. Great example. Uh-huh. Uh, 
in the I think it was in the 2000s mm-hmm. when he first became famous from American Idol as the judge. Okay. And you know, he was like I'm not sure I would say he's a good-looking he was a good-looking guy. He's okay. But he had a certain sort of coupled with his fame and his job. Mhm. His money. Mhm. I think women found him, uh, some women found him very attractive. I mean, he was able to get a lot of women. Okay. And yes, he, sure. And he did. Mm-hmm. And he dated a lot of famous hot women, way younger than him. Okay. And then, you know, he would always end it. He'd dump them. Mm-hmm. But they would never say anything bad about him because mm-hmm. he always said goodbye to them by giving them a house. Yeah. If that become a pattern, I get then, you know, the girlfriend was just expecting him to give them a how by the end of the relationship. So yeah. They already have that kind of expectation. Why would they say anything, you know, yeah. shitty about him? The thing that he understood that a lot of immature guys don't mm-hmm. is that he wasn't looking for love. He understood that his relationships were transactional. They were transactional relationships. And, I, you know, I'm not going to say that you can't have good transactional relationships so long as you're not deluded about it mm-hmm. you understand it's transactional she understands it's transactional mm-hmm. fine but mm-hmm. do not get confused mm-hmm. about what that is mm-hmm. and then i think you're fine okay right which is why i personally don't have a problem with guys uh seeing sex workers because it's like look as long as you understand it's transactional yeah, that's what I'm thinking yeah <laughs> i mean it's basically no different except he's just spending way more money oh yeah right uh, but the, 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 the thing about these relationships is they are transactional. They're not about love. They're not about self-sacrifice. They're not about whatever. They're about, you know, negotiating the terms of a deal. And it's usually the men paying money and the mm-hmm. women providing uh, sex and companionship. Mm-hmm. Right. And he was able to do it. But see, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Even though he's rich and famous, mm-hmm. he aged so horribly and weirdly. Like he's like. He's got this fucking weird ass face now, oh. and he's got all this weird plastic surgery. He looks like absolute shit. I and didn't, you know, watch that show, so I don't know how he looks. You like don't know how he looks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll but show it's you. It's really picture. horrible. I, I mean, I, I, I did see some actor that did the plastic surgery, and they can, they look pretty plastic. Right <laughs> they can barely move. Yeah. Yeah, I'll show you. Mm. You know it's bad when you do plastic surgery and it uh-huh. shows up like it has all these. Look at this. <laughs> Just... He can move his face. Yeah. Ah, it's very, it's very inat- like not natural. Yeah, his eyes are really weird. It's somewhere it's too tight. Yeah. That you cannot even get people. You see? Do you see this? Real. Uh. Right, so this is 20 years ago. Okay. Not a bad looking guy. Right, it's okay. He's you know he's normal looking. He's he's good enough. He's good looking enough, mm-hmm. right? But boom, look at that. Now he has See, like a mysterious smile. Nobody knows. Why th- th- his th- this is like this is a guy who doesn't really have realistic expectations of what getting older is all about. He's afraid of getting old. That's he's why he got the plastic surgery. Look at his teeth. Oh my god, too they're white. Just like there's way too white. It can shine in the dark. Yeah, yeah. He he fucked himself up pretty bad. Oh my god, he's like yeah. Oh. So, that's what Poor I'm talking guy. about. Yeah. Hey, what happened? Okay. But, you know, the point being, like, you know, I don't think he's, like, a bad guy. I, no, I'm sure he's not a great guy, but... I mean, no women say shit about him. Yeah, I think he was a person who, like, you know, 
never left the woman feeling like he cheated them out of something. It was like, look, I'm going to give you a lot of money and then you'll be my girlfriend and then mm -hmm. I'm going to dump you and I'll have mm -hmm. another one. And, but mm -hmm. you'll have a house mm -hmm. and, uh, that worked, but that now look at him, you know, he, he's just like this ghoul, <laughs> you know, cause he's like, you could tell he's a guy that probably just don't want to be. He's 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 afraid of He's got some Peter Pan shit going on. Oh. You know, and he he doesn't want to be mature and older. He still wants to have these. He still wants to be that cool, unattached guy that could you know. Well, he thought his money can do it. He's obsessed with himself. He never got over himself, and so I think because if you never get over yourself. That's why you care about your love and, so much. Yeah, and you don't have, like, real love in your life where you're, like, put something above yourself. Then you get really scared of aging. Ah. Because you're limited. Again, because see, that's all you can have. That's it's all you can yourself. have is you. <laughs> so if you are getting older and dustier and crinklier, you're that's like, oh, shit. terrible. Yeah. Oh, shit, I'm done. Yeah, exactly. But if you have, like, love in your life and you, uh, you know... Um, feel like there's something more than just yourself, mm -hmm. then aging is actually a very nice thing. And I look at old people and I think they're beautiful. Oh, yeah, they're pretty cute. Yeah. Some of them. It doesn't horrify me at all, you know, when I see old people. I think that that is that is completely natural and wonderful. And when I see really old people, I'm like, hey, congratulations well, for making it this far. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, not that I many. Hope, <laughs> I hope not. to be there one day myself, you know, <laughs> if I'm lucky, you know, is how I think about it. Yeah, that's how I feel too, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm, but some people want to cheat aging. They they never want to. You know, oh yeah, they, they but just, well, there's some people that they're so rich to the point that they just want to dump money to see how far they can go. I think some people reach a point in life where they wish that they could just hold on to it forever. You know, they they achieve some level of something. Something happens. Mm -hmm. Something great. Something you know perfect. Mm -hmm. And they just want to bottle it and and live it. And they want to live the same day every day they, for the they, rest of their life. Basically, they want to live in the past. Yeah, forever. And it's a it's a horror. That's a horror. That's a real tragedy. Uh, that is not the path that you're supposed to take. Let's put it that way. That's a trap. Uh, and it's a cautionary tale. Like you shouldn't end up like that. You know. Mm. That's that's the recipe to have awful plastic surgery in your future. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I don't know. But Yeah. That's really I just know that's that's what I've been telling you about with these guys that mm -hmm. I've noticed online. Mhm. Mm you know more than me. <laughs> Even though I met a lot of them in real life, but the problem I I feel is like they're pretty selfish. But you you said and, I, and you're not the you're far from the only person who said this is that the dating market mm -hmm. is not great meaning like there's a real deficit of good guys on the market i, I would i wouldn't say good guy i would just say real men that's yeah. the turn i you to you and i don't know what whether people understand what i mean but yeah i not just simply me uh my black co-worker also have the same problem and i you know well it's a universal regarding her daughter yeah regarding her daughter and I was like, yeah, that's a universal thing. You're not the only person I've heard that from. I've yeah, heard that from a lot of people. Yeah, because it's just so hard. It's just so hard because every time you just feel like you're going nowhere. It's like, mm -hmm. you, 
I don't know. I just feel like you can't communicate with that person. Yeah. I mean, they're nice people. I'm not saying they're not nice, but they're like in a different world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Oh, and also, I mean, I stopped using dating app long times ago, but uh, the other day I want to write some something about my dating experience, and mm-hmm. then I re-download my app, and then I saw there's still some people who, like, uh, we got connected in like 2015. They're mm-hmm. still using the app. Yeah. Nowadays. That's, that's pretty, kind of frightening. They're pretty scary. I'm like, wow, it's like, I feel like four years for me is like, I mean, in total, only two years uh, mm-hmm. for dating. But that's like too much for me already. But those people in the market for like, what, seven years? Eight years? Mm-hmm. They're pretty scary. I'm like, are they? Really looking for a relationship, or they have difficulty to looking for a serious relationship or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is the wedding thing. Oh yeah. We were talking about that. Yeah. Uh, why did that come up? We were talking about that recently. Uh, because my uh my cousin in law, and I we both did not have wedding banquet. Okay. So I was like. And I also went to, I was bridesmaid for two of my friends. Mm-hmm. And I, I I look at the wedding. I mean, I have a lot of fun in those weddings, in my friend's wedding. Mm-hmm. And and I would feel really grateful that I can help my friend out. Mm-hmm. But I look at the thing that they did. It's like, you know, the super long list. Like, what time you to do, do what and this and that. And I feel terrified. I'm like, I can't do that. I can't do this. It's like really scary. There's so many things to do. So I'm like, I, I just don't get like why people want big wedding. Yeah. Or I had two weddings. Uh-huh. And one was your prototypical sort of like, you know, middle-class professional guy trying to throw a fancy wedding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, is at the New York Botanical Garden and, you know, spent a bunch of money and... Mm-hmm. It was kind of miserable, actually, because I had gotten to a huge flight with my family the night before because everyone's stressed <laughs> out and, you know, they were late and this and that. And you're just trying oh to get, you know, you're, and there's just so much to do. Yes. And, like, and really my intense. my theory about all this is that the the wedding, uh-huh. the, the middle class professional guy wedding, you know, where you ran out, you know, it's, it's a whole industry now, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Was the result, I think, of... Rich people who splurged on their kids and threw their kids really fancy weddings mm-hmm. because they're rich and they want to do something nice for their children. Yeah, like what I said before, if my parents arrange something for me, all I need to do is just like someone help me to pick a dress. Yeah, why not, right? And I'm do the makeup and then I just need to show up. I really don't mind. That's fine. Yeah. But I just don't want to go through like million other things. I mean, I remember the last thing my uh friend need to do is like she need to... Go back to the uh to the restaurant mm-hmm. the next day to just get the K rack yeah. and then return it to the catering place. And I'm like, wow! When I heard it, I'm like, that's miserable because you still have like party afterwards. Yeah. I said, like, why do I do that for you? And she's like, no, you don't know what to do. But I would go back myself. I'm like, oh my god, that's like terrible because she's already tired. And it's like 12 a.m. in the morning. I'm like, oh, she have to get up next day. Go all the way from Brooklyn, go back to Chinatown, and get the rack and return it. I'm like, oh, gosh. Yeah, it's 
it, it is uh, another example, I think, of essentially middle class people um, feeling pressure to look and act rich. I thought that just what she wanted. She always wanted. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's what consciously that's what people are doing, but it is the result of I think middle class people mm-hmm. um, believing, uh, essentially mimicking the social behaviors of wealthy people. Okay. Uh, but without realizing the motivations are actually quite different. Okay, you mean right. like like that diamond ring? It, yeah. Long times ago, it wasn't diamond, just the advertisement. Yeah. It make it like really popular, and right now the diamond price just drop a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I think that the 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 it's a trap. I think there's all these traps where, uh, and you see this with couples, right? Mm-hmm. Like that they, a lot of couples have an idea about themselves mm-hmm. and their social status like they think of themselves as having a specific kind of social status and they will do everything uh, including making really bad financial decisions to maintain to maintain that image of class uh belonging okay and i think having these weddings in my opinion is sort of not the biggest example of this. I mean, weddings aren't that expensive, but they're a load of trouble. Oh my god! And you don't. I'm not. I don't have a problem with them. I mean, like you know, we had a friend who we had friends who threw a wedding at like the Central Park Boathouse or whatever. I'm sure it was very expensive, but I had a good time. I was like, yeah, I've, I had a good time. I like being here on a Sunday or Saturday or whatever day it was, mm-hmm. and uh, fine. Mm-hmm. But. It's a load of trouble. It's not necessary. If you don't want If you don't really want to do it, you don't have to do it. No one's going to think less of you for doing it. But some people, they dream about it for years after years. Well, then do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then go ahead and do it. I'm not saying you shouldn't do it, but it's just unnecessary. And the way we did it, which was so, it was just a few of your family, a few of my friends at a park. Mm-hmm. We had Ron Kim come in. Ron Kim yeah. come oh, in, officiating his, so his three daughters, yeah. his wife. I did a lot of the cooking. Oh, he did everything. Prepping. Yeah. Uh, my cousin helped. Yeah. And then our friends helped. Like Adam oh, yeah, helped. Yeah, Chong helped. Chong helped. Yeah, your cousin yeah, my mom James helped. Great help. And uh, it was great fun. It was probably like one of the best days of my life. I remember all of it. Yeah, I had it was so, so lucky, much fun. Right? The, the weather's nice. Because the day before it was like, it's going to rain or something. Yeah. And, then and it was it just a out, beautiful day. Yeah. And then it turned out it's like because the rain... The day before, and it turned out like there's no pollen. Yeah, there was no pollen. Yeah, you didn't have allergies. Yeah. Yeah, and um, the weather nice. Yeah. And we got to a pretty good spot on time. Yeah. Uh, you're under the shade. We just had a cookout. We had a nice barbecue cookout. Yeah, but and then we got married. (laughs) Yeah, I think I think one of the reasons people may want a big wedding because they need to, like, remember that their identity change. Yeah. So that they need the big one too you know because after our wedding i keep asking him like who he is and who i am (laughs) (laughs) and he was like i'm just teaching him to you know i'm like you're getting used to the idea yeah i I just want him to you know but because like you know so i call you lopo yeah because (laughs) i can remember sometimes Uh like we already get married because i feel like it's pretty much the same yeah except you seem nicer after the wedding. After, really? Yeah. I was a nicer person? I think you're nicer to me. After the wedding. I guess. Really? 
I, I didn't notice myself. I guess because you're like, oh, now I'm like trapped. <laughs> no, no I don't feel trapped at all. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I do not feel trapped at all. No, I feel freed. Really? Yeah. I feel like you're much, not, not much, mm-hmm. but I feel you're nicer. And I'm like, ooh, I can be meaner. He <laughs> <laughs> can't go anywhere. No, no, no. I, I feel the, the, our wedding, our, after our wedding, our marriage, I feel free. I don't feel trapped at all. There, it's the complete opposite of that. I just feel more certain yeah. about our relationship after we get married, I guess. I can plan a lot more. I yeah. can plan better because, you know, now you are under my insurance and, you know. So we kind of, you know, can do something together. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think we have... Uh, I don't know. I, think, I personally think that we have an ideal marriage. I'm very happy. I'm very happily married. I wouldn't have it any other way, really. I, I And it wasn't hard work. I think that's the other thing. People are always like, you know, marriage is hard work. Relationships are hard work. I, think, I don't think they should no, be that hard. I don't think it should be that hard. I think when you get the right one, mm-hmm. that you will feel like everything becomes so easy. It should be kind of easy. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I, 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 when, when I'm with my ex, I just feel really tough. Yeah. It's everything is like you can't communicate, you're like not sure what's going on and you're kinda of mad all the time. Yeah, that's a bad sign. Those and are like, bad signs. Miserable and but you're like, oh, but you feel like he's still nice, but you're like, oh but what The the idea that when people say that love is hard work, relationships are really hard work, I think a lot of that is rationalizing the plain fact that they're not that the relationship's not that good not matching yeah it's not it's not really working out yeah and, I mean, and you're 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 just saying relationships are always hard work because you're trying to normalize bad relationships or 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 that's what they have seen other people doing the same thing yeah it's it, it is it is coaching it you know to believe that is to coach people to stay in relationships that are not really working because a good relationship should make life easier that's the whole point it shouldn't make life harder yeah, I feel like my life easier, especially mm-hmm. like during COVID, everything's become like so weird. Yeah. And thank God I have you. That's why I kind of understand what's going on and yeah. make me less fear. And also when I started going back to work, you drove me at the beginning and let me feel like safer. You know, I have a backup plan. Yeah. But after you go back to, you know, your workplace, I have to take the subway. But I was like, well, in case of emergency, I know at least you can, you know pick me up mm-hmm. so it feel much safer that way yeah so i i don't buy that i don't buy that at all me neither to be honest i, I mean I, I mean based on my own experience i just feel like when you're with someone you know you're matching with yeah everything just becomes so easy it's like breeze yeah like just, yeah i think so too mm-hmm. all right well that was fun what do you think do you yeah. have fun podcasting in bed I don't know. Oh. <laughs> we could just hit stop. I'll okay. save the file and then we can go to bed. We okay. can go to sleep. Yeah, we can go I'll to bed it. directly. How right. to do it? Well, shouldn't we say goodbye? Yeah. All right. That was fun. And we'll, uh, you'll hear from us next week. Okay. Bye. Bye.